gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of Pastors of Pain, your weekly radio show and podcast featuring two priests that are here in Payne County, Oklahoma, Stillwater, America, for the fourth consecutive week, neither of the priests, no, that's not what I meant to say, one of the priests isn't here. So going back three weeks, Father Kerry and I couldn't get our schedules to match up, and I had Deacon Tom Cabine on the show, you may remember, and it was an awesome show. Go back and listen to that. Then uh, we had scheduled, to, we were scheduled to be in the studio, and then um, my uncle Ozzy died in Boston. So that was obviously not uh, on the schedule, not on the calendar. I went to Boston. Father Kerry came in, clutch, and had Clayton Caldwell on for two episodes. So then this week, Father Kerry and I were back and forth, back and forth, and we couldn't, we, we, it, wasn't, it wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. So in the studio today, ladies and gentlemen, very exciting, very new to Stillwater, brand new to the staff at St. Francis Xavier, your Director of Evangelization and Formation, Jessica Petter. Hey, friends. Hello, hey. Jessica. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Great to have you. Yeah. So we're on, uh, this is on a podcast. You can send it to all your all your friends. Oh, I'm gonna. And say, look what so I'm doing. So many subscribers. Look what I'm doing and still All the subscribers. Uh, we just passed uh, 100,000 downloads. Dang, okay. Yeah. That's Every time awesome. I say that, Father Kerry doesn't care. He's just like, whatever. And I want to punch him in the face. <laughs> but I don't, but I don't because, you know, love. Yeah. Um, Jessica is brand new to the staff and brand new to Stillwater. That's a true story. Okay, general, uh, general impressions. Um, go. Everyone has been so kind here yep. on yep. the East Coast. When you smile at someone or you hold a door open, they look at you like you definitely have ulterior motives and might rob them. <laughs> Around here, people are like, oh, my gosh, hi, you're new and If shiny. we're going to rob you, we're going to be nice about it. Yeah. 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 So big difference from East Coast culture here. So everyone's just been so welcoming. It's just kind of blown my mind a little bit. Love it. What's your favorite thing so far? I mean, I know you've, you haven't totally explored... My favorite thing so far is the people. It's, it's the, people. the people. It's the people. It's the, and it our really church and people. our parish. Yeah. Um, I did get to go out to lunch with some staff members. That's oh, there been, we go. That's been a really good Where'd day. Where'd you go to lunch? McAllister's. Oh, okay. Um, but I also got to, I got to go to Cafe 33 and I liked, oh, and Perkins. I liked that place. Yeah. That place was, it was delish. Perkins is happening. Yeah. Perkins is happening. It's the hippest spot in town. Uh, that's good country cooking <laughs> at the Cafe Thirty Three. It was delish. I they are not. It. We are not being paid. We are not. These, this was. These are these honest reviews. Um, okay, Jessica, you uh, moved here from West, West Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. Uh, what were story. you doing? What were you doing there? So I was working in West Virginia as the assistant director of evangelization and catechesis Long for the title. Diocese of Wheeling, Charleston. Which is the whole state. The whole state. Wow. The whole thing. Dual one diocese. Dual diocese one bish. Cool. Um, and I worked predominantly in youth and young adult ministries. Nice. So that's what I did there. So you did that for a little bit. And before that, Be you were in where? Before that, I also did youth ministry uh, at St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Bentonville, Arkansas. I was their life teen youth director for five plus Bentonville's years. Bentonville's hip. Bentonville is hip. But you know what? I went home last weekend and I was like... Nah, I'm over it. Yeah. Like, it's cool. It's a good place people to visit. People from Bentonville are going to hear this, just so you know. Hi, people from Bentonville. I still <laughs> I still love you, yeah. but 
I like the quiet it small a, town yeah, vibe here. Yeah, yeah. The way Bentonville used to be is the way Stillwater is right now. Side note, uh, I was in Bentonville, Arkansas when the bishop told me I was coming to Stillwater. <gasps> what? Yep. Okay. We were we were there on our uh, clergy. It was all the priests of Tulsa, but mm-hmm. cl- clergy convocation. Okay. And I went to have a meeting with the bishop to talk about when I, where I was before at Bishop Kelly High School. We were going to talk about like the high school and how's it going. Mm-hmm. And and he was like, oh, uh, before JK, before moving. we before we have that conversation, let me tell you something else. Anyway, so a little. Let me drop this beat. You were probably okay. like right down the street. Uh, yeah, I probably was. I could have called you for moral support. I've been like. Because I was just got my world turned upside down. But I think I, and I wasn't allowed to tell anyone. That's the way it goes. How long were you kept in secrecy? Uh, two months. Ooh, that's rough. I could tell my spiritual director, mm-hmm. my priest group, yep. and my parents. Okay. Because you got to let your mom know what's up. That's well, that's yeah. Real. That's when real I call life. my mom and I'm like crying, you know, she's <laughs> like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh." My whole world wasn't like I, I wasn't, Just so everybody knows, I wasn't crying because I was coming to Stillwater. Right. Good clarification. Like I hate that's it. That's Mom. a really good clarification. Uh, it was because, yeah, I was leaving Bishop Kelly where I'd given my entire adult life. Right. Of course. That's, that's important. Okay. So you grew but you also grew up in Arkansas? That's a true story. Where? I can say that I am one of the only babies born in Eureka Springs Hospital, which is now a glorified first aid clinic. You can't get a lot done there. If you have what, a. What do you, why were you one of the only babies born there? Because they built a new hospital oh. at, at the county, and so all the babies had to go be born over there. Oh. But my doctor, that was there when I was born, was my doctor until he retired two years ago. Wow! So medical history, that's a relationship. Like, mm, that's a relationship right there. So okay. yeah, good small town, tourist town, weird town, but I love it. If you're gonna be weird, be confident about it. That's where I learned. Keep Eureka Springs weird. Keep Eureka Springs weird. And I am, you know, a weird resident of Eureka Springs. Cause you know, I'm weird. You would agree, right? I don't know. We've only worked together for like three weeks. He's lying. He thinks I'm weird. But I think I'm weird and it's awesome. Yeah, being weird is okay. Yeah, I love it. If you Jesus, can be weird, Jesus be confident weird. about it. And I am so confident about my weirdness. Um. Okay, and you have always been a Catholic? That is kind of technically true, Tell yes. us that story. Technically, your I've... Your spiritual journey. I've technically always... Tell us everything that's happened in your life up till now. <gasps> We don't have that. So long. you were, were you you were baptized as a baby. Was baptized as a baby, but, July second, nineteen ninety. Whose day is that? I don't know. July second. Keep talking. I'm but I do it know it's July second, nineteen ninety, because the Pope said you should know the date of your baptism. Yep. It's the second most important day of the year for you. Um. So yeah. Born in Eureka Springs, baptized in Eureka Springs at St. Elizabeth's Catholic Church. Is that church still there? Still oh, yes. Going? Oh, right. yes. Altar served there with Father Fanrack for years, who's in Harrison, last I heard, and did all of the fun things. First Holy Communion had, I want to say- It's nobody's feast day, July 2nd. July so, 2nd. Just so you know. Okay, that could be somebody's. It could be mine. Sorry. Yeah, when Ooh. you become a saint. Ooh, working on it. Uh, so, did all of that. First Holy Communion was five kids- Oh, so a so smaller, really big class, a smaller parish didn't even offer the sacrament of confirmation, and so along about oh. seventh grade, the other Catholic kids and I would get together. Don Barry, God rest his soul, 
R.I.P. Don. R.I.P. Don uh, was our catechist, and we would get together and plot how we were going to ruin his Sunday lesson every single week. Wow. Because we were terrible little troll children. That was mean. Yeah. Yeah. We really didn't want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. So eventually. So why not make it, yeah, a terrible experience also yes. for the yeah, volunteer. Yeah, just ruin it. Who's giving up his yes. Sunday away from yeah. his family to So help for every grow. every kid that has asked me for love in the most unlovable way, I'm like Don Barry. This is for you. Pray for us. Yeah. Amen. Pray for us. So uh, got to stop going to CCD classes. They weren't going to offer confirmation anyway. So my mom was like, cool, we're going to peace out. And we peaced out for a that while. Yeah. I went and uh, found some worldly things. Um, I was So like in high school? No. No way, dude. I was so no, weird in high school. You never? You don't even know. I was, they called me Little Miss Manson because I was goth, queen of the universe. Before having pink hair was cool, I had pink hair. Why didn't this come up in your uh, in your interview with us? You didn't ask me for my witness. I didn't. Uh, you did not. So I was goth man. queen of the universe. They called me Little Miss Manson. And, uh, you know, it was a hard trying time in high school. It is as it is for most children. The principal uh, wouldn't do anything about it. So I got my GED and peaced out of high school at 16. Really? True story. I'm seriously learning all this right now. Went on tour with wow. a band, made some really bad lifestyle choices, and uh, my whole world came to a screeching halt after one of my best friends died in a car accident. Holy cow. You were how old when that happened? I was 20 when that happened. And, uh, and so you were not, like, not in college? Not in college, were... no, just out in the school of life. He yep. lived in Los Angeles, the so I just, of rock. just go hang out on his couch and like... In L.A.? In L.A. Wow. Yeah. Have have a blast. His name was David. Okay. A very good friend of mine. And wow. uh, he died with his identical twin brother in the car. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, and I totally didn't believe, had no faith of any kind at that point in my life. But I felt like David was so good that I wanted to be wherever he would end up. Yeah. And so I kind of started amending my life a little bit. And it was during the time that The Shack was really popular. Do you remember that Protestant book? I remember book? The Shack, yeah. Yeah. So my aunt gave it to me to read. And I was like, I'm not reading this Jesus book. You're I nuts. liked The Shack. I did too. Yeah. I thought it was really good. So I read it and I realized that in talking to David... I was actually talking to the Lord and that kind of brought me back to my faith. Wow. I walked into St. Vincent de Paul Catholic Church. In Rogers? In Rogers, Arkansas. Shout out St. Vinny's. Um, and I met a delightful young lady who took me back to the Adoration Chapel and said, don't you come out until you've heard from Jesus. And I didn't. I stayed back there for hours pouring my heart out to the Lord. And he just met me with such love and such grace that I definitely, definitely did not deserve. Um, came back into the church, made my first confession with a priest in like 10 Probably years. Probably since you were... Since I was a small person. Yeah. So uh, did that... That day? Like you went to confession that no, day? No, no, I think confession was later. I went to mass a couple times and was like, am I sure I really want to... Put your toe back in the water. Yeah, real slowly. Yep, got yep. put on stewardship team there. It was my job to call new parishioners and see oh. if they had any needs as a new parishioner myself. They oh. thought I could help with that. Yep. Got involved in youth ministry. On a retreat, God said, this is what I want you to do with your life, Jessica. And I was like, really? Okay. <laughs> so I rolled to college, went to Franciscan University, and became a youth minister. And here we are. 
today. Dang. Dang. Cliff so you were how old when you went to college at what age? I started college... I was tech 21. I was 21. Okay. 22. 21. Tell us about Franciscan University of Steubenville, Ohio. Oh, it's a, it's a good place. I think in the ca- at least in the place. Catholic world, a lot of people have like heard of it, maybe th- because they do, they put on the big summer youth conferences, etc. They do call it Catholic Disneyland. Why did you go there? I wasn't going to. I was meeting with a youth minister friend of mine, and I was just heck bent on going. I've to been there, and I liked it, by the way. Just oh, good. A, I'm, side note. I'm glad. Side note. I liked it too. I, I was went there for there. like 24 hours once, <laughs> like three years ago. I was gonna go to Notre Dame. I was heck bent oh. on it. Like I went oh. to Notre Dame. I know. I figured you'd love that. Wow. I wanted to go there. Um, my friend was like, "Why don't you go to Steubenville?" I'm like, "Like the conferences." He's like, "No, it's an actual place. Like it's a university. Why don't you go?" There on your way to South Bend, and so the way it worked out, I went to Steubenville first. Ah. Never went to South Bend. Oh, really? That you would were be enamored? No to Notre Dame. I remember I called some friends and said, I don't need a burning bush. This is where the Lord wants me, which, guys, to be clear, that almost never happens in life. Wow. It was just one of those moments that I was very, very clear that this is where the Lord wanted me. And do you know what the final sign was? They didn't require math for theology majors. <laughs> uh, I was told there would be no math. Oh, okay. No, oh, that's, that's a joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't want me to balance. So the books. you went to okay. So you go to Steubenville. True. You yeah. majored in mm, theology, theology and Catholic theology. Uh, there's not technically a catechetics minor, but. I'm two credits or two classes away from a major. So what I'm is catechetics, catechetics for, the, for the listener? Catechetics is how to teach the faith to other people. To catechize. To catechize. To be but catechetical. To be effective in your teaching method. So it was more the method of teaching the faith than the faith itself. But I got all the faith itself and the theology. So I got the faith, how to teach the faith. And then I had a youth ministry concentration, which was how to teach the faith to young people. Oh, nice. So got it all right there at Franciscan And then, so you graduated and then went right to the youth ministry job? Yeah, I graduated in December of 2015. And two days after Easter 2016, I was at St. Stephen accepting a job. Wow. Boom, fast. And then you did that for five years? Five plus years, yeah. Yeah, it's good times. Wow. Okay, then how did uh, Stillwater come about? I have been All hearing roads lead to Stillwater. about this magical place, so you know. Stillwater, um, for some time. Uh, friends here, a uh, couple in my youth group. It's really weird when teens from your youth group get married and then they have a baby. Yeah. Like that's very. Yeah, yeah. I'm there. I've been a priest 15 years. It's I'm little, there. It's a little unsettling. So I've got friends that want to, he's from Oklahoma, so they want to move back. They got married at the cathedral. They want to move to Stillwater? I don't know. It's Stillwater. They want to move to Oklahoma. So we're looking for a communications director. Hey, then. hey, Bessie and Carl, you hear that? I'm talking about you. Um, just really have. Are you felt- giving shout outs to your friends on the on my show? No, I would never do that. <laughs> um, I'm talking what about you, them. What do you, what do you, who do you think you are? Father Kerry? Okay, you go know. ahead. Uh, I'm not that cool. Yeah, trust me. Mm-hmm. Um, You're not missing much. So, actually, 
actually, I got to do some consultation work with your parish, St. Yep. Francis Xavier, yep. over the years uh, in fields that uh, I know some things about. And then, um, yeah, so we just kind of formed this little like business friendship. And you called me to, you were very clear when you called me and you said, this, I am not offering you a job. This is not a job offer actual words out of his mouth and i said okay uh, which i said because i did well one i tried i try to be you know transparent yeah and, yeah but You're it wasn't that. it i didn't want there to be like uh i don't like guilting people into stuff right you know people always say like no oh you father you should ask because they like they'll they'll, they'll <laughs> definitely say yes because they can't say no to a priest or you know like and I'm just like okay that makes me want to ask them less. I can definitely say I don't no wanna, to a priest. I don't want to. Yeah, for the record, I didn't want to call you and be like Jessica. We really need you. No, I was like okay, so he's just doing some more consultation work. He's calling to pick my brain. Yeah. Um, and I loved the things that you were talking about, and I let you know that I wasn't super happy in West Virginia. Yeah. yeah. And through miracles of the Lord, I am here. Three so what did later? you, so give us like for people who maybe, what, what did you, what, what did we have? Okay. O'Brien speak English. Here we go. What did you like about what we were doing? Which um, you're now a part of. I'm now part of the team. What, um, um, what was the, I really like the efforts that you're making in evangelization through your parish. Uh, simply, look, we're doing a podcast right now. What a great method of evangelization. Um, but that your parish is... Your parish. My parish. Our parish. Our parish. Our parish um, does so much outreach and is not just comfortable accepting the people that walk in every day that want to go out and, and get we love people. those people. We do. We, we love, love you the, guys. We love butts and regulars. so much. Yep, yep. You know, not be, we love you. But we also love the people that don't know that they want to be friends with us yet. We got to go get Yeah, them. there's so many people. Got to invite yeah. them in. And so that was something that spoke really strongly to my heart because God has asked me to lead people to Christ with my life, not as a priest, because your job. Yeah, there's a job. You're really, really dedicated. There's a job for yeah. priests. Yeah. And, 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 and not as a religious sister, but as a lay person to lead people to Christ. And that's just my joy and my passion. And I saw that going on in your parish and was like, this is somewhere I want to be. Yeah. And so that's what brought me to Stillwater and Our Lady because she kicked down every door to make it Okay, happen. tell us about, yeah, tell us about the Blessed Virgin Mary and her role Mom, she's, in your life. She's so good. Uh, I think especially maybe for, we have a lot of, we have listeners who, who don't share our Catholic faith. Mm. And so not that they, I, I, I rarely, rarely, rarely run into people who like have a problem with Mary I think they just, a lot of people think like, wow, you Catholics sure do talk about Mary a lot. Yeah. They think we worship Mary. And I, and I love when they say, oh, you Catholics worship Mary. I love to be like, well, we don't. And uh, here's the reason why God needed the yes of one person in all of salvation history. One person needed someone to say yes once. We just choose to need her also. Yeah. Oh, nice. So it's very simple. We're, we're you know, following what the Lord God himself yeah. did. And so Mary's a great role model for us. And um, I did a Marian consecration a couple of years ago. My feast day is Immaculate Conception, my consecration. December 8th. Day, December 8th. Boom. And uh, that changed my life. Uh, 
I really didn't think it would. I thought it was just kind of like a a kitschy thing that people do doing consecrations and what does that mean so a consecration is where you give your life your good works your bad works to our lady um and you entrust them to her to um give to others who need them more than you do at this moment in time catholic church has plenary indulgences i don't get to keep any of them for myself i have offered them to our lady that she can give them to someone who needs them more than i do so that uh when it's my turn she will remember me. Uh, but one of my favorite lines from the consecration was, Mary gives special crosses to all her favorite children. And there have been many times I've been, you know, sitting in a corner going, wow, I must be Mary's favorite. Yeah. And so for Mother that. Mother Teresa says, yeah, if, you're, if there's suffering, it's a, it's a God, God trusts you. Yes. And so. Then, and then people always add, I wish he didn't trust me so much. Yeah, I can relate to that. I definitely can relate to that. But um, Our Lady has been just a huge part of my life and a huge part of really getting me to Stillwater. Um, You know, during the pandemic, I did uh, Undoer of Knots Novena with my core team, and she kept saying, prepare your heart for a new adventure. And I was like, to where? Walmart? I don't want a new adventure. (laughs) Like, it's everything shut down. Where am I going to go? She moves me a, almost a year to the day later to West Virginia yep. and almost six months later to the day to Oklahoma. To water. And this so is my home. So where will you be going this, here? Where nope. will you be le- when will you be leaving in six nope. months? No, nope. nope. This is my home. We're staying put. I promised my cat that we would not move anymore. Oh. So, I mean, you that's a serious break, promise. You can't break the promise to the cat. <laughs> no, I can't. Rayla, oh gosh. Um, okay, so then we, you know, we had Jessica and I were meeting. It was last week or two weeks ago, and kind of. And my question to Jessica was, "All right, you're, you know, you're here. So besides, you know, meeting people, mm-hmm. which you're, you know, you're doing, every, you know, every day it seems there's new, new people in the office. You're around on Sundays, meeting people. Um, you said you've said you know you're kind of in observing mode, just yeah. trying to get a feel for. So if you see me, come say hi to me. Yeah, I want to talk to you. So a feel of like what you know what we're doing as a parish to get you know to say okay here's here's what and I've said this you know we had another new employee uh, Deacon Randy Hearn who's our new like finance manager business manager, and I've said to him and said to Jessica too like not we're not wedded to anything mm. like there are you you know you both bring certain expertise to the parish that we can do better. And so, you know, after maybe a period of observation, you know, what is that? What What's going well? What's not? What do we think, you know, we think is going well and, you know, isn't or isn't bearing fruit or. And so I said to Jessica, what, like, what do you want to do first? And then we made a pretty good plan, which you'll hear, which the people of Payne County will hear more about in the weeks ahead of, of what to do in December. Yeah. So tell us about December and January at St. Francis Xavier. Obviously, there's Christmas. Right, we're not going to... This gonna, is not Christmas-related. No, this is not Christmas-related, but uh, it, it goes with a very important person to the Christmas narrative. Um, her name is Mary. Her name is Mary. All right, right? so give us the rundown. No of, Mary, no Jesus. Of Christmas. So we are going to do a speaker series on Our Lady, kind of breaking through some of the barriers that people have with Our Lady. Uh, of course, would welcome our Protestant brothers and sisters to come and Heck hear yeah, anybody, some of these. Anybody can come. Some sure. of these uh, these things that you know the Catholic Church uh, believes and professes to be true. Um, to invite people to walk in an intentional way with Mary and to see her as the intercessor that she is, that she leads 
everyone back to her son and that no one could possibly love Mary more than Jesus. So um, we're going to do a speaker series and then we're going to wrap it up in the coolest possible way. A Marian consecration. Okay. Yeah. So I think this will be new for a lot of people. And maybe as we get closer, that can be, we can revisit that subject of, you know, of kind of, and you did a good explanation of like what, what that is, mm-hmm. why, why someone would do that, why, you know, so many of the greatest saints in our tradition, that was a major part of their, absolutely, either spiritual kind of renewal the start of their spiritual life or, you know, they're in the maturity mm-hmm. of their spiritual Great life. Great for any entry point in the faith. Yeah. So it can be, I mean, kids, kids can kids do it. Kids can do it. Teenagers can do it. Absolutely. Older people, parents, moms, Everybody, all the moms, people. Moms, dads. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it's a, it's great. Uh, the book that we're going to use is 33 Days to Morning Glory by Father Michael Gately. It's about two and a half pages per day. Oh, man. Such a commitment, those two and a half That's pages a, a day. You get to spend a week. Uh, two with, and a half pages more than I want to read. You get to spend, you get to spend a week with Mother Teresa, John Paul II, oh. Louis de Montfort, oh. and Maximilian Kolbe. Great saints. Great saints. Great Marian advocates. Uh, so, and then you, even if you just read through the book and you're like, this isn't for me or I'm not ready to make my consecration, you don't have to. But you've at least entered the journey, said yes to the invitation, and walked with your parish family for 33 days. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the cool thing is that we're going to do this together. Um, So December is kind of the setup. Yep. So it's going to be Wednesday nights in December. December 1st, we'll have a talk. December 8th is the Holy Day, the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception. So there's not going to be a talk that day, but people are going to go. Celebrate. Everybody go to Mass. Yep. And then Wednesday the 15th, and then Wednesday the 22nd. Yep. Each of those four Wednesdays, there will be a talk and... Something Mary-related. Maybe, maybe a little food. I'm an advocate of some hot chocolate. Hocho. No, uh, no promises. Then, and then in the month of January, or kind of starting December... December 31st. 31st, because... So really we have good to, New Year's resolution. We're going to finish... February On 2nd. February 2nd, which is the Feast of the Presentation, yep. when Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to the temple Yay. as outlined in the scriptures. Yes. Okay. So that's 33 days, December 31st to February 2nd. Nice. And then we'll have a special mass for those who would like to make oh, their put that on my, Marian on the old, consecration. Put that on the old. And we will get you time details calendar. later. So anyway, so be looking out for that. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. A cool, we need a cool name for it. Okay. If you have any suggestions, yeah, please send us those. Send We're us always those. looking for cool. Okay, that's very, very interesting. I'm very excited. I mean, I'm super excited. So to I share hope a lot lady. of people will will participate. Yeah, me too. Okay, then. Uh, so your title uh, at the parish is director of evangelization and formation. Uh, what does that mean? Like, what do you do? What do you do all day? I know you've only been here three weeks. Three weeks. What do you do? Um, I see my title as if I had a choice, I would have put um, formation. I'm not changing my title. I would put, uh, I like evangelization. I like formation. I would put formation in big, bold letters. Oh, you can. So you can run out and you can evangelize people and that's good. You want to give the good news of Jesus Christ, but... I see the heart of my title, of my position, walking with the people of God yep. and working with them where they are, right in their mess, just yep. like Jesus did. Yep. Um, it's not the expectation of 
well, you have this potential to be this great, amazing thing. Why don't you just clean up your act and yeah, follow what's Jesus? what's wrong with you? Um, that's not something that we're pitching here in the Catholic Church. Uh, we want to meet people where they are and lead them to Jesus from that place, uh, which fits really well with the mission statement, Encounter, Grow, Go. So we want to get them in. We want them to meet the Lord face to face, walk with them in their faith journey, and then send them out in mission, just like Jesus did with the apostles. Wow. Encounter, grow, go. So no pressure or anything. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to do. But I'm so excited because people come from every, every possible aspect. So, sure. you know, yes, yeah, so we have people in our parish. Yeah. We have people who are, um, yeah, they've been Catholic their whole life. They're super dedicated. They've never mm-hmm. wavered. Um, I would say that's not most. Then people. you have the folks like me that were like, you ah, have, checked out. Yeah. There's a little, yeah. Lots of ups and downs in life. Um, you know, a lot of people, I think even recently, you know, just in the last two years, it's been a weird time. Yeah. People who have gone through difficult times have, have faced their own personal kind of illnesses mm-hmm. and tragedies mm-hmm. and uh, others who have been, you know, sometimes it's our own, our own doing, you know, kind of weighed down by uh, personal sin. Um, or, you know, have been maybe turned away from the church by the sins of others. Yeah, we miss you. Come um, back. Yeah. No, there's all. Uh, uh, so, yeah. you know, so knowing that people are coming from, you know, and we have we have kids, we have parents, we have people who are uh, divorced or who struggle to answer life's big questions or, you know. And we take little, all kinds. We'll take everything. anyone. Yeah, no, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's come on, come I on, love it. come on, come on. That's what Kathleen means. Here comes everybody. Yep universal. So we got a spot. You got a question. We got an answer. Come talk to us. So we want to be of help. Yeah. And so that's, so Jessica's role is, yeah, meeting people where they are, helping guide them, helping them to encounter the Lord and then helping them to grow in the Lord. And that's where evangelization and formation all come together. Okay. Jessica Petter, uh, new to Stillwater. We welcome you. Thank you. Uh, We're so glad that you tuned in to this episode of Pastors of Pain. I'm Father Brian O'Brien. Come see us at 711 North Country Club, sfxstillwater.org. Father Kerry and I will be back in the studio next week. We promise, unless something bad <laughs> happens, and then I'll break my promise. But anyway, we hope you have a great week. God bless you. Take care.